0: Thank you for tuning in to Wove Inspiration Podcast with host Althea Richardson. Wove stands for Women of Vision and Excellence, and the mission is to inspire, encourage, and uplift women and the men who love them to becoming all they were predestined to be. And it starts with restoration. So excited to have this special guest on my show today. Her name is Felicia Lane. As a young woman, she struggled with her identity, self-criticism, low self-esteem, being a people-pleaser, over-functioning, depression, and bad relationships. She used pills and alcohol to mask her pain and was looking for love in all the wrong places, seeking validation from everyone else. One day, she decided to take the first step towards her journey to self-love by seeing herself as God sees her and allowing his love to heal her and make her whole. Felicia, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Althea. So Felicia, I know that you have come a long way from everything that you have experienced in your life, but tell the audience, first of all, tell the audience about yourself and what you do.
1: Okay. As you all know, my name is Felicia Lane. I am a believer in Jesus Christ. I am an evangelist. I'm a wife. I'm a mom of three and a nana to twin beautiful granddaughters, two beautiful granddaughters, They're twins, Devin and Dallas. And I am a faith-based self-love life coach. I like to call myself a champion for women. And so I help purpose-driven Christian women redefine their relationship with their most important asset themselves.
0: Amen. And so, as everyone knows, we go into the different uh, avenues in life as far as what we're passionate about doing because of circumstances in our lives. Most of us do anyway. So, can you tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit more about what your life was like when you were younger all the way up to the time that you gave your life to God?
1: Okay, yeah. So, um, as a young woman, as you read in the and I struggled, you know, with just my identity, low self esteem, um, loving myself. I grew up in a home where my mom, she was nurturing, but my dad, he was emotionally unavailable. So I didn't, you know, get that love and nurturing from him. And my family was very critical. I grew up in a family who was very critical. So, you know, as a young girl, I found myself always trying to prove my worth. I always, found myself trying to get that affirmation and validation and so that just spiraled into relationships just using my body as a tool to get men to like me trying to fit into crowds that i didn't fit in by lying or doing things that was outside of my character and then you know as i grew older you know the relationship the toxic relationships continued um i got married and that first marriage my first marriage was crazy it was really crazy it was very toxic um a lot my husband was just very unfaithful in the marriage he ended up passing away in 2008 and so you know from there i was a widow you know for 10 years and through that 10 years it was just a lot of you know beating myself up shame and guilt coping with the pain by using pills and alcohol again just promiscuity you know just not loving myself you know what I mean just yeah. depression I was a functional depressant like going to church not you know I always share my testimony like you know just going to church doing what I knew to do directing the choir singing on praise and worship delivering a message leading and conducting testimony service and just going home to a room just sitting in my room just in the dark like doing nothing I mean I wouldn't even I wouldn't even comb my hair I would so throw a wig on and just go to work church home and that was it but you know i knew i knew that there was better but it was just i didn't know how to get there so i struggled you know trying to put a voice to the pain because you know growing up again in a family who was very very critical and also you know my granddad was a pastor and you know growing up in the church it was like it was you couldn't put a voice to those things You know that you were experiencing right because you would be shamed for that you would be beat down or torn like you know things don't go through that how could you be going through that you know look who your mother is look who your grandfather is but yeah all along it was just i was just struggling functioning in pain and just going into just this, this downward spiral deeper and deeper and so you know It took a while for me to get there. And I I shared my story of, you know, even just through the shame of abortion, shame of, you know, just the promiscuity, shame of, you know, just struggle with my body image, being a people pleaser, but, and just hiding behind the mask. I just hid, you know, I presented as if I was strong, but I really wasn't strong. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just torn in the inside until I just said, you know what, God, I'm tired. You know, I I don't want to be like this. And... I just remember me laying in the bed and God spoke to me and he told me to write. He told me to write about everything I was experiencing. And I was very resistant because, I, you know, I'm a very private person. I didn't want to, you know, share, you know, those things that I had been going through. But he told me that my story was going to be able to help other women who were struggling with some of the same issues, you know, that I was having. So I began to write. I began to write and I did publish a book in 2015 called Knowing My Mm Worth. And, you know, for me publishing that book, that has helped so many women, you know, who have come to me and said, you know, wow, you know, thank you for being brave enough to share your story because it it helped them to know that they were not the only ones. They weren't the only ones going through that. So that was just, you know, just a bit of what I've um, been going through, what I went through and how. I've overcome yeah. and just here to be a champion for women, especially yeah. in the church, a champion for women. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Let, let's talk about that because I know, I know personally, there are a lot of women that are in the church that are ashamed of their past, but like you did, you, you would do all the things to go to church and, you know, you, you had the smile on your face and I'm highly blessed mm-hmm. and favored and all of that <laughs> stuff. And yet they were afraid to open their mouths about a lot of things that they were struggling with. Why do you think that is?
1: I, there's, no, there's no freedom for it. And I say because it, for, it was just because there were not enough people being authentic and transparent and what they went through. So it just didn't leave that room for you to be free yeah. to say, you know what? Hey, yes, I'm going through that, too. And so that is what I experienced. I would say for me, you know, coming up in the church that I came up in, it was just a lot of, you know, well, saints don't do that. Saints don't get depressed. You know, we don't go through that. So what what goes on in your house stays in your house. Oh, yes. you know, it, it, You know what I mean? Transparency was not encouraged. Mm-hmm. And so I think that keeps a lot of people in that cage. It keeps a lot of people, you know, holding their head down in shame or pretending. I'll say not just holding their head down in shame, but they pretend, Mm -hmm. you know, and put on this mask like, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine. And it's like, no, sis, I know you're not fine. You know, I'm, I'm letting you know that I'm here. And so when I first came, I remember I had to speak a word and I was I was I was really scared. And God told me to talk about me being depressed. Mm-hmm. And when I talked about that, Althea, oh my goodness, like the faces on, you know, certain people in the church, Yeah. but I just continued to do it. I just, you know, focused in on the word, shared my testimony and I sat down and, you know, I've always been one when I share a message, you know, just here to serve. It's like, God, it's one person here that's going to need this. It's not for the masses. I know I'm here for one person and that's literally what it was. One, this one young lady came to me in tears and just said thank you mm-hmm. thank you and so you know i believe you know a lot of people are not there's no freedom in the house there's not enough vulnerability there's not enough authenticity there's no transparency and so many people i like to say they're just dying spiritually yeah. dying spiritually because they can't be who god really want who really he's really calling them to be they can't really walk in their God-given purpose, purpose because it's this cookie-cutter expectation right. of people in church. If you don't do it this way, if you don't say it this way, then it's not right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why a lot of people are just caged and bondage, you know, mm-hmm. and afraid to, you know, speak their truth.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, uh, I know that uh, most of the, the um, my audience is, uh, is the there's a variety of women that listen to the podcast, but, One of the things I do know for a fact is that it's it's really hard for women of color to want to talk about their past or even deal with anything in particular when it comes to sexual abuse. I know for for myself, I did experience sexual abuse as a as a little child and uh, other women that I have spoken to. They would say, "Well, we just we just never talked about it. We we always just you know kind of swept it under the rug and everything." So, what's your take on that? As far as, and I'm sure that it's it's uh, it's on um, different um, races and nationalities. However, for some reason, I keep coming across a lot of. African American women that are like, well, no, we we just not going to go there. We're not going to talk about it because uh, I'm a counselor at a pregnancy center, and most of my clients are uh, brown and and black skin. So, mm-hmm. and they it find it really hard for them to really talk about their past, in particular. When it talks, when we're talking about like molestation or sexual abuse. So why why do you think that is that we as a culture, as a uh, African-American culture or brown, um, um, Latino, whatever, we are just so afraid to say this happened to me?
1: Yeah, that is a good question. You know, I was speaking to my mom about that, you know, a few months ago. And, you know, she was asking that. And I told her personally because it's not, we, that's it right there. We don't talk about it. You don't hear, you know, other family members or other women talk about it. And then when they do talk about it, I've seen, you know, um, peers, people I know personally, when they did, you know, let people know that they have been sexually abused, molested, oh my goodness, like the way they were beat down and you know told they were liars Mm -hmm. and oh that couldn't be happening oh you were just being sad it it was just it puts a fear in you like okay you know do i say something you know i don't want to um ruffle any feathers i don't want anybody to be mad at me and i'll speak personally you know just going through sexual molestation. um with, with the family member, I didn't say anything. I was afraid. I was afraid of just other reactions mm-hmm. from my family. And you know, when I began to share it with my mom, and my mom told me, she said, "Oh my goodness, if you had told me, you know, definitely I would have did something about it." But I was so afraid yeah. of just the fear of the reaction. And even as an adult, because you know, I abused alcohol and pills. You know, I had. I just come, I am forty six years old mm-hmm. and just like last year, I just be able I've just been able to put a voice to me being sexually assaulted yeah. because I blamed myself for years because I'm like, you know what, I was so drunk. You know, I was drunk, you know, I, I blamed it I put it on myself and so, you know, to say that okay, I was drunk and then when I woke up and here it is he's on top of me, you know what I mean? And so I blanked myself for years and I carried that. I carried that for years because I thought, you know, if I told them, well, you know, I was drunk, you know, I was, you know, on pills and, you know, just high or what have you. I thought they would say, well, that was your fault. Because, you know, I I worked in the um, child protection clinic Mm -hmm. and I've also volunteered for crisis services. And when you hear law enforcement or, you know, people say that to women, well, you had too much to drink or why did you wear that or why did you do that and you know the blame has shifted on the woman and so for, for a long time we, we hold that in we hold it in because like what's the point no one is going to hear me anyway they're not going to believe me so I've just been able to put a voice to that and that has like helped me tremendously that has helped me tremendously um, with being able to release that and really like not blaming myself you know what i mean yeah. just going to god like god you know just forgive me because through that sexual thought, i became pregnant and i did get an abortion mm-hmm. and i just tell people you know i don't share my story to glorify abortion or anything but it was just like no i just knew like oh god no and so um that was just some pain and shame that i carried and guilt that I carried also, but I knew as long as I continued to carry that shame and guilt, it was causing me to just not be me. You know, I was just shrinking. Right. I was just shrinking. You know, I couldn't really be myself. Even when I would be in atmosphere, theater where I knew young women needed to hear my story, but because, you know, when you hear other women saying, you know, the conversations that go on, it's like, oh my God, if I say this, sure. it's going to shake some, you know, ruffle some feathers, but right. now I'm bold enough to say, you know what, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to ruffle some feathers because, you know, someone, somebody in here needs to be free. Yes. You know, it, it's like our story is going to touch more women than what we think. And so I believe a lot of women, because for one, it's not talked about. um, And then it, it's just, to me, it's like a cycle of, okay, you keep quiet. Don't mm-hmm. say anything about that. And that just, it just passes on. It passes on and then when you talk to family members and you're saying like oh my god that happened to you too sure oh lord that happened to you too why aren't we saying anything yeah why are we afraid and so now you know i'm an advocate like i tell women listen speak up speak up yeah. you know find you that trusted resource you know like let's get this um, abuser out of this household like why are they allowed to continue to come to the family gatherings, right? Because then that's re-traumatizing you all over again.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's it's
1: so much to that. And I just, you know, I'm praying that women, you know, find their strength. And I know it's um, painful, but it's like, it's so much power. And that is what God has been working on me with. Just, you know, encouraging women and empowering them to unmute their voice. Someone needs, someone needs to hear your story because, you know, through your story, that's gonna just break chains you know i don't think we understand like the the longer we hold it in we keep the next sister in the chains. so for me it was like no god i don't want anybody to be in bondage like i was so i am unmuting my voice i am sharing my story i am empowering women you know to let them know even in the midst of that god says you are still worthy you Amen. are still worthy you know what i mean he doesn't look at you any different You are still worthy.
0: Absolutely. Felicia, talk to me about your services. You are a self-love coach as well as a self-empowerment coach. What type of services Mm -hmm. do you offer? So um, I
1: offer group coaching. Um, I have a group coaching um, cohort coming up March the 22nd. And it's a six week program where we are, you know, again, redefining our relationship with ourselves, because I just believe that is the most important relationship you can have is the relationship with yourself. And a lot of us, you know, we don't understand that we're looking for relationships with a man or other people, but our relationship with ourselves is not great. So, you know, that pro I have a group coaching program. I also, I am doing well this Saturday coming up, I have a workshop, um, coming up. It's the know your worth workshop. Where we're gonna, you know, challenge, you know, our limiting beliefs and self sabotage. We're gonna, you know, find the best tools to overcome the negative self talk, and then we're gonna just truly define what self love and self worth really is. Yeah. Because I think our yeah. definition, you know, some of the, especially with society, you know, definition of self love and self worth, a lot of it is just. I heard uh, another woman say that we're just self soothing or giving ourselves aftercare, but you know when it comes to self-love and self-worth it, it goes deep that's the inside job mm-hmm. so those are the services um, that i offer and prayerfully i am in school um, i'm studying to get uh, my bachelor's in behavioral health science with the emphasis on trauma nice. and i'm looking to continue to go on because i do want to um i aspire to be you know i'm going go from a counselor to being a um, psychologist i really want to really be an asset, you know, to our community to help, you know, the women, like you said, you were talking about like, okay, you know, we can do this together. It's a journey. Um, it's not going to be easy. You know, it's not always pretty, but it's possible and it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth yeah.
0: it. Yeah, definitely. And so I'm, I'm also looking at your website. You have um, a work book on here as well. Yeah. Can you give me more information on that?
1: Yes, the workbook is um, it's a knowing your worth. Um, it's a guide to loving yourself well. And through that um, guide, it is 30 days of you just taking each week, day by day, each week, where you're working on yourself, um, to, including with self-love, self-care. It's giving you an ex- It gives you exercises. It helps you to journal your experiences, it's helping you to overcome, again, those limiting beliefs, those, those damaging thoughts. It's challenging how you talk to yourself. So it's a great workbook. It is a great workbook. Again, 30 days, a 30-day guide to you loving yourself well so that you'll begin to, you know, prioritize yourself so you'll begin to make choices, you know, that honors you and the woman that you're becoming. Right,
0: right. What, What do you have to say to those women and maybe some men who have went through past trauma what um suggestions or, or or information can you provide for them in helping them to get or to overcome their traumatic past? So what I
1: would suggest is first and foremost give it to God. You know, God is a restorer, and secondly, please ask for help. Yeah. Please ask for help. You know, counseling, therapy. There's no taboo in that. That is another thing I'm advocating, like promoting that more in the community. Please, you know, get counseling and therapy. That was one of my biggest hurdles because that was not encouraged, but I was so glad that I did begin counseling. And I actually started counseling from the death of my first husband, but I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it because I uncovered so much more than just the grief that I was going through. But yes, you know, of course, go to God, you know, We tend to be angry. We get angry. We take it out on God and we want to push him away and shut him out. But, you know, I've learned that that's not a great thing to do. Like, you know, God has always been there. He's always been who he was and he will never change. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, open your heart to God. Please don't be afraid to ask for help. And then you got to be willing to do the work. You you have to be willing to do the work. But The work is so much easier when you have a support system next to you when you have a support system that's helping you on your journey.
0: Yeah. And make sure that you're using your voice. That, yes. that is the, the, yes. the whole thing. Like you said, unmute. Go ahead and share. Talk to someone that you, that you trust. Like you said, a counselor, a therapist. But to walk around with the pain is like walking around with a ticking time bomb in your hand. At any God. point in your life, it's it's going to blow up and now and now what? So there I will actually add some resources onto this particular message so that people can get the help that they need. And also if someone was looking to invite you to speak, how can they get in touch with you?
1: They can reach out to me via email at Felicia. Felicia at Feliciaalane.com and email me email me at that email address and that's how they can contact me. They can also go to my website www.feliciaalane.com but they could um, I would say just to email me Felicia at Feliciaalane.com.
0: Awesome. And I will definitely make sure to have that information on the show notes at the end of this show as well. Felicia, do you have any last words to share with this listening audience? Yes,
1: my last words of encouragement, would just to encourage the men and women to know your worth. stop burying your treasure with your trauma. You are not what you did. You are not what happened to you. Despite all of that, God says you are still worthy. You are worthy. You are valuable. You are important.
0: Amen. Alicia, it has been a blessing and honor to have you on Wove Inspiration. Thank you so much for sharing a wealth of information on here. Like I said, I will make sure that your website is, and information is on the show notes at the end of this show. And I will also make sure to have resources for individuals that may have been struggling with any type of trauma if they've experienced abortion, if you are needing post-abortion recovery help as well. I will certainly have that on the end of the show. But again, Felicia, thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Althea. Thank you so much.
0: You guys, this is Althea with Wove Inspiration Podcast. You guys have an awesome day. Take care and God bless. Hey, this is Althea, host and producer of Wove Inspiration Podcast. Wove Inspiration features women and the men who love them who use their voice to share their stories of overcoming obstacles in life. Everyone has a story, some good, some not so good. The common factors for guests on Wove Inspiration are their solutions and their victorious endings. You can follow us and leave a comment on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Wolf Inspiration. You can also subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other platform you listen to podcasts.